Hello, and welcome to How to Write a Book from A to Z podcast, hosted by me, Lisa Greinert, a newbie to the writing scene. Our focus is on new writers, those who have the story rattling around in their brain, but just don't have the insight or coaching or even the experience to transfer ideas and vision into well-constructed sentences and stories. Today, we are going to hear from an author who has spent years traveling the world, teaching English, also traveling the world by herself. And did I also mention the fact that she was a drill sergeant? The fact that she was a drill sergeant, I think you'll find quite entertaining because the word drill sergeant and romantic comedies I'm not sure it typically goes together. So let me tell you a little bit more about Lori. Lori is the author of Anita Farley Unpacks, which is a book forthcoming with Burroughs Publishing Group. She's also written Unsettled, which is a travel memoir, which is also forthcoming with Unsolicited Press. Both of these, if we cross our fingers, should hopefully be out in January. Before writing full-time, she taught college English in the U.S., China, and South Korea. She earned a master's in fine arts from Queen's University of Charlotte. Her short stories and essays have appeared in the Antioch Review, the Chattahoochee Review, the Minnesota Review, and the Little Petnox Review, which hopefully I said right, and also the Catamaran. So let's go meet Lori. Hi, Lisa. So nice to be here. Um, it's exciting to talk to people who have been on the writing journey like you have. Yep. Been on that journey for quite a while. <laughs> so tell us how it all, where did it all come from to even start to think, I need to write a book? <laughs> That's a great question. I actually started writing in the 1990s while I was going to graduate school part-time and ended up with a master's degree in English. So obviously through coursework, I did some writing workshops. But then after I graduated, I did things like I wrote a weekly column for a local newspaper, which was really good practice because you had that deadline every week and I was putting my work out there, and I wrote a few articles here and there for other local newspapers, and then just kept going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yes. probably like most writers, really inspired by reading. You know, once you read that book that you just love, that cracks your heart open, you're, I was just hooked with a wonderful story. So what was the book? Do you remember a specific book? Well, there have been many throughout the years, and I'm trying to think, 1990s was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think Margaret Atwood, probably Handmaid's Tale, okay. or some of her short stories for sure. Did she do Poisonwood Bible? Or not? Mm, Maybe not. Don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. I ended up getting a degree, a master's degree in writing. I did, yep, in English with a focus in creative writing. And then I ended up teaching as an adjunct, you know, teaching English comp for many years and then writing in literature and various courses Fantastic. from there. Okay. Did you learn a lot of your your writing skills in that class, as teaching that class? Or where, where did you learn how to start formulating 
what you needed in order to write a book? I think the the workshops, I took a couple of workshops during college with one of the facilitators with Judith Kitchen, who has now passed, but she was a wonderful essayist. And, and so I, I think through those workshops, I also took a fiction writing workshop. That's what really got me going and, and starting to take it more seriously. And with the feedback you receive from your professor and your classmates, it was easier to realize where I needed to improve, what I needed to focus on. But probably more than anything, the teacher is reading, you know, reading books in the genre in which you want to write. I mean, that's, you don't need a degree for that. I agree. I've really, writing my memoir, well, attempting to, and it's definitely been reading a lot of them that has really kind of helped me to kind of formulate what I want it to look like. But again, having no experience with it. So let's go back to, I know that your first book was a memoir. Is that correct? Yes. Tell me a little bit about that and how that came about it. Well, I actually started writing this, my travel memoir, Unsettled, about four years ago. It was a labor of love during my MFA program which was a low residency MFA program that I did while I was teaching English. Mm -hmm. And it started out as a book of personal essays, and then I decided to make it more linear. And that's coming out in January. Let's (laughs) talk about how, how did you decide what to put in it? How do you know what to put in and what to keep out? That's a great question, and it was such a challenge for me in the beginning. Just where do you... Well, I knew that I wanted to focus on the four years that I had moved overseas. So like that that helped, but having a timeline actually helped for me. And I think people who are really wanting no, to know where to start can do this just with their lives in general. I actually, and you don't need to do this, but I actually put a big, long piece of butcher block paper I tacked it to my wall and did a timeline and filled things in and I've known people where that can be helpful for them choosing a time in their life that that they really want to focus on and what I would advise with that is you know write down okay when you were born when you were in unless you know that you're going to be really focusing on certain years but write down on that timeline whatever events or memories come into your mind and don't worry about it making sense or saying, well, wait a minute, why am I thinking about this? Because sometimes you'll be very surprised. Something can come up that makes you realize, oh, there really is something there. Or or at least this is a place to start that is really saying something about my life that I want to explore further. Because the bottom line in my mind with writing, especially writing memoir, is it's truth-seeking. You know, you're trying to understand your life, the human condition, Mm -hmm. roles that we play in our life, what we're looking for. So that's how I started. The timelines was really helpful. That's uh, actually a great idea because I found a little cork board at Goodwill that's long, and I thought of doing the same thing. I'm in a little critique group, which has helped me a lot. We're new. We're all writing our memoirs. They've done a little bit more than I have, but that was kind of what we talked about. So I found this cork board, and I've got index cards haven't done it yet, but I have a blank wall that I'm looking at right now that it's going to go on. <laughs> yep. 
because I have so much, I feel like I don't have a theme yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've just started at the beginning of the end and I've got a lot to say. Did you, did you know what your theme was beforehand or did it kind of start evolving as you did your timeline? My theme developed as I wrote. Um, yeah. Interesting. And I, I think I, I realized, or maybe I had an idea that it was about travel and discovery and midlife. I mean, I, I knew it was had to do with that. But then as I wrote, I realized it, it had to do also with search for home, search for love, search for figuring out that something that felt missing and that through the process of writing you can discover so much so I wouldn't put too much pressure on yourself in the beginning just to sort of get writing and it's it's a process of discovery really it's exactly what has been happening to me and what's been fascinating to me is the things that pop up out of my brain that I totally forgot about it's like you're you're kind of just reflecting back as a memoir for me it's been reflection back and like you said it's been total self-discovery yes like wow that's a lot (laughs) that's kind of how I felt like after I put all my stuff down but in in wanting to provide this journey to others yes that may be going through the same thing and that's, I think, really important. Yeah, this does not have to happen during the first draft or the second draft or the third draft. But at some point, especially with memoir, making that universal connection, you know, you, you're writing your story, but what are the the bigger connections that everyone sort of goes through to some extent? So how so, long did it take you? I wrote my memoir, I guess, all together two and a half years since it started as personal essays it mm-hmm. was all sort of a, a, a different uh, process than it is now mm-hmm. when I write but um, yeah about two and a half years and I actually signed the publishing contract over two years ago and and they in the contract said it would be published January 2nd 2024 so you knew it was going to take this long Yes, I knew it was because it's a small, wonderful press um, called Unsolicited Press in Portland, Oregon, and they have a certain number of books that they're publishing. And so they had a timeline and they're delivering on their timeline. So it's here. But it's a little bit strange because since then, strange in a good way, I've also published a, a novel, a romantic comedy. And I signed that contract in um, the end of May or June, and it will probably be published right around the same time so that you know moved much more quickly mm-hmm. so. I wonder why same publisher or is it different publisher okay yeah so I think it just really depends on the genre and so you went from writing your memoir mm-hmm. to rom-com yes I did tell us about that <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun journey I've always written humor and so my memoir, while it's my true story, it's very quirky. It's, you know, humorous. Mm-hmm. And I realized as I was writing about all the places I was traveling, what interested me more, rather than travel writing, it was more about the relationships and the seeking. And the last third of the book is me returning to the U.S. and I met a man who ended up becoming my husband, and I I wrote about the relationship and all that transition and going from being fiercely independent 
you know, mm-hmm. backpacking by mm-hmm. myself for that time and deciding on a relationship and marriage. And I thought that's what's really at my heart. Like that's what I love to write about really, the human connection and relationships are so ridiculous in so many ways. <laughs> you know, what we do, how we be, how we navigate them, you know. That's a great word for it because yes, that's, ex- that's appropriate. They are ridiculous. And the things that we do and argue about is always like fun. Exactly. <laughs> and then I, I started, I just happened to read this wonderful romantic comedy by Beth O'Leary called The Flat Share. And I loved it. And I thought, let me look into this genre more. And I just, I love the diversity of the genre. And so um, I think I found a home with that. So we're talking fiction and nonfiction here. Yes. What you found to be the biggest difference between the two? So just having to be creative and where do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> well, with with memoir, you're tied to the, the story. Truth, right. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. And so with, with fiction, there's, for me at least, there's a freedom yeah. in being able to create a different character. It's also, I'm realizing is that the books are... Um, about ready to be published that there's a vulnerability with writing memoir that there's a vulnerability with publishing anything with writing anything but especially when it's your life that's a whole different animal but I think I learned so much like you were talking about you know the journey of discovery and learning things about yourself so I'm like I'm so glad that I did it but that's probably the main difference okay but you can be super creative with memoir so yes absolutely I'm kind of saying that but it is interesting because it you don't get you don't have the play you got to be honest you know and how much do you want to share exactly that's a tough one it's like do you really want to put all that out there so I'm definitely struggling with that piece too but you know in the end I think that's the point when you're writing a memoir it's about what has been your life experience and how you were able to handle it in hopes that someone reads it and goes, okay, well, maybe, yeah, I can do this. Because mine's about resiliency, which I know a lot of memoirs are, but we all go through these different little stories or different little journeys, and your little piece might be helpful to that one person reading it. That's why we read, right? Absolutely. It's like sometimes you get this little piece, little nugget, and you're like, wow, that, that, that just really affected me. Yes, it can be cathartic writing it, and then it it can really help someone else. I mean, if you're, if it's a story of resiliency, and that's wonderful. So, when we're talking about writing, okay, you you started with your board, mm-hmm. right? And then, how did you go from there? Were you just writing and putting all your information down while you were doing this timeline, just getting it out, or did you do the timeline first? Because everybody's got, you know, I, everybody's got their little way. Yeah, I did the timeline first, but then I, I write very differently now. I, I spent so much time trying to really polish every little part of it. And maybe for my memoir that worked, because I, I do think it was probably easier for me to kind of start with these essays and then go linear. But... Now, with writing fiction, I definitely do a first draft where I just pour it out. I think about it for quite a while, maybe a month or two. And then I I pour out the first draft. And then from there, 
with the second draft, really start understanding maybe, oh, the story and the characters. And I think that's for at least for what I'm doing now is is a much better efficient way. Okay, okay. Because you have to have rolling around in your brain, your characters and your theme and your plot and Mm -hmm. your setting. So you're saying you've kind of already thought through a lot of that probably before you start writing. I I do. Or does it just kind of start coming? I do, but then I write the first draft and then it completely it, maybe it doesn't completely, completely change, change, but it, it changes a lot. <laughs> For example, I'm writing another novel, another rom-com, and I'm on the third draft. And the subplots that occurred in the first draft are, most of them are no longer. You know, it's a whole different thing and and that's okay like I mean and everyone has a different approach and whatever works for you and I love that because I totally agree but man I'm telling you what I don't think I know I didn't because again I just started writing one day but I didn't realize my gosh I've I've got so many drafts to go through and I don't know if everybody realizes how many drafts and how many edits I don't think it's fun until I'm at the point where now draft three, I'm actually starting to feel like, oh, I can, this is starting to come together a tiny bit. And that's for me when it starts getting fun. I hate the beginning. I hate generating the, the generative part. But, you know, that's where, so that's where it's helpful for me now to just get it all down because then that part's over with. Mm -hmm. And I love the parts where you're just polishing and polishing. In fact, that's one of my challenges is to be able to get to a point where I can stop and say, okay, this needs to be sent out. But, oh, so many, I, I can't even count the number of, I mean... Probably a hundred drafts. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, not, 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 not full drafts, but like with going over. I believe it, though. I believe uh, it. It, yeah. it, it. It's, it's mind boggling when you. It makes you appreciate a book now. Yes, because it's like, oh wow, look, they wrote a book. Oh my goodness! And then when you start doing it, you're like, it's an act of love. Yes, it's you have to want to do it. Yes. But it's worth every piece of it, right? I I think so, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell me again, you're publishing, and tell me the names again of what people should be looking for. My, my travel memoir, Unsettled, is coming out January 2nd. And then I have a romantic comedy novel called Anita Farley Unpacks that is coming out. I don't have a release date yet, but it's anticipated between the end of November and the end of January. So soon it depends. It's it's in copy edits now with the publisher. So is Anita just a made up name? It is a made up name. Yes. Interesting (laughs) name. Just out of curiosity, did it just come out? I mean, from somewhere, you know, I, I kind of visualize my characters and a lot of times a name will certainly pop up, but then I actually do research and I'll look at, okay, if she's this age, what was popular at that time, but also would her parents have named her a popular name at that time? Maybe they would have named her her grandmother's name or whatever. So I I do spend a little time kind of playing around researching names. I love that because that makes a lot of sense. You're not just having to research names. I'm sure you're you if you're writing a fiction, you got to research every piece of it. The t- if it's in a town, if it's in the 40s, what they're wearing and yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
And that's, but I mean, it's probably fun because you're probably only putting things in there that you kind of really like anyway. So it might be kind of fun to research that stuff. Yeah, it's for me, I, I mean, I do, I guess, a fair amount of research, but just very sort of sporadically as I'm going along because I don't write for example, historical fiction. Sure, that would be big difference. Yeah, you gotta but, love to research. Yeah, <laughs> but interesting. That's where the internet is helpful oh, with some gosh. of that just basic research. Absolutely. I'm in a critique group. Mm-hmm. Tell me, have you done any of that? A critique group, or do you have people reading it? Throughout the years, I've spent so much time in various workshops. I lived in the 90s when I started writing. I was living in Rochester, New York, and they had this wonderful organization called Writers and Books, and I took workshops there and classes there, and then throughout the years I've continued to do that. But now, this for this past year, I haven't been doing workshops, but I actually, for my rom-com, my beta reader was my amazing husband, Bruce. Nice. And, oh, I bet that was fun. <laughs> and I actually, I read chapters out loud to him, mm-hmm. and he gives feedback. That's just been a wonderful process and a wonderful way to sort of involve him in the yes. process. And he's so helpful, and he's really good. So... That's kind of all I, I do wonderful. now with, with my fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's great. So is there anything else that, again, as a new writer that I haven't asked that you think, wow, this is the things that really helped me that people need to know? Well, I think probably one of the main things is, you know, really to, to read in the genre or the the type of writing that you want to do if you want to write poetry read poetry if you want to write short stories or thrillers or whatever to to really look at those books as a resource and there are wonderful writing craft books out there so for example i remember when i was writing my memoir mary carr wrote a wonderful memoir, memoir? the art of the memoir there it is it's right on my oh, the art of, <laughs> the art of, of memoir, memoir. yes that's a wonderful one and for fiction i know for myself i really like matt bell's refuse to be done and jessica brody's save the cat writes a novel but you know there, there's that. a ton of them out there to sort of find something that kind of fits for you is important and and i know people struggle a lot with devoting time to the writing but just to try to find a way in your life to carve out the time and you can even be creative and plan stories while you're on your walk or when your kids are at the playground or I mean I I know that can be a big challenge but if it's something that you feel that you really need to be doing to to work hard at finding the time for it. What I've also found is sometimes I'm done and I just have to put it away for like a week or something because it's like I can't I can't keep thinking that way. It kind of starts to be kind of overwhelming sometimes thinking about it. I found just put it away for a week and it's like you have these fresh eyes. You come back and you look at it and you're like, what was I thinking when I wrote that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that can be so important to put it away and then come back to it. That's a really good point. I have definitely found that. So I also want to mention you are doing a workshop. So just so you know, again, Lori is a member of the San Gabriel Writers League, which is where this will be housed on their website. So tell us about what's coming up for you. What do you have for our audience? 
on January 19th. I'm teaching a class called Writing Your Life Stories for Legacy or Publication. And it takes people through a lot of what we were talking about, where to start with writing and with organization. And I have four different approaches, timelines and themes and questions and that sort of thing. And then resources and some information on the publication process. And it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm planning, I already have it on my calendar. Oh, yay. So that's exciting. <laughs> I cannot wait to go there. Have you been a member of the San Gabriel Writers League for long? I think my one year anniversary is coming up very okay. soon. Great. But yeah, that's been so wonderful. I mean, I met you there yes. and yeah. so many wonderful yeah. people. It's like we all have this common goal. And I feel like everybody I talk to just brings a different perspective of what it is that might help me in my own journey. Yes, absolutely. And it's interesting what some people choose to write about. It's kind of humorous when you meet a lot of writers because it's like, wow, that's an interesting topic. Yes. (laughs) And you have to come join San Gabriel Writers League to know what I'm talking about, just so you know. Yes, there's never a dull moment with a bunch of writers in a room. Never, (laughs) never. It's quite entertaining. Well, thank you so much. Um, Is there a way that people could get in touch with you? You can reach me on Instagram. My username is author Lori Woodford. You can contact me directly through my the contact page of my website, which is www.loriwoodford.com. So we're seeing a theme here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think those are the easiest ways. Substack, I have a, a um, newsletter on Substack called Happily Ever After with a period after each word. Before we go, I I do love that because I was looking at your website and I loved that not only, well, that's right, you were a drill sergeant in the Army (laughs) Reserves, which is pretty impressive. That was a ways ago, Uh, yes. How fun is that? (laughs) Yes. Your uh, website, you have uh, laugh out loud, period. Yes. Heart tugging, period. And about... Love stories. Yep, I wrote Okay. And it's about strong-ass women just trying to find their way. Yep. That makes me want to read it right there. Because <laughs> that's, you know, we're all just trying to find our way. Aren't we? Especially <laughs> women these days. Right. That right. might be another podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And good luck to you on what you already have getting ready to be published. I'm sure they will be a great success. Thank you so much, Lisa. Have okay. you?